This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, March 25th, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. In the aftermath of a dramatic expansion of government involvement in how you get your health care, it's well past time for divided government. As James Madison put it explicitly, divided government, separation of powers, gives us ambition battling ambition. John Samples is author of the new Cato book, The Struggle to Limit Government. He's also director of the Cato Institute Center for Representative Government. He comments. People who uh, look at these things at the grassroots level, that uh, people like Charlie Cook or Stuart Rothenberg, that have a good sense of elections going back two decades or more, uh, believe there's a pretty strong wave forming uh, more than anything else against incumbents and against the incumbent party, and that uh, therefore the Democrats are in deep trouble. Now, it's important to remember that the Democrats have large majorities in both the Senate and the House. So it will take a substantial wave uh, on the order of something close to 1994 to bring majorities to the Republicans uh, in the House and the Senate. Now, what, where it's a real open question whether it's going to be that bad. Right now, I'm sure the Democrats, for example, would be happy to lose only 25 or 30 seats in the House, which uh, at any other time would be a real shellacking. William Niskanen, the chairman emeritus of the Cato Institute, among others, has looked into what divided government brings us in terms of the growth of government. What has he found? Well, his studies have indicated that uh, divided government is associated with uh, some constraint on government, some constraint on government spending and taxing. Uh, which and you know his idea there is that uh, when you have unified uh, government in one party, that they can sooner or later push through the ideas or perhaps even the more extreme ideas of their party. And uh, since uh, on both sides they're happy to spend money and increase the size of government as a way of trying to attract votes you end up uh, with more government compared to divided government where the Madisonian system actually works and the two parties uh, have a way of vetoing the worst ideas of uh, one another. And it produces a more moderate course that uh, on the whole in the data shows a kind of limitation on, on the federal government. In crafting the Constitution, what did Madison have to say about these forces working against each other for presumably better outcomes. Well, the the design of the Constitution he was very explicit about in Federalist 51. It's for ambition to counteract ambition. And if you look at the the actual wording of the Constitution, we don't really live in a government where of separation of powers, although they are separated. Rather, we also live in a government where separate powers are given some power over one another. So, for example, the president has the power of the veto over legislation. Uh, The Congress has to approve nominations or it has to approve treaties. If you read the actual um, text of the Constitution, there's a remarkable number of points at which the three branches of government Uh, intervene and mess with one another, really, and have the power to mess with one another. And that's a good thing, because then you have a kind of constraint on political power, because the branches are fighting it out. Ambition is fighting against ambition. George Will argues that when people proclaim loudly that government is broken, 
that Washington is broken. He takes that to mean that the left's agenda is stalled. That's correct. Historically, I think that's true. Uh, There was a great uh, number of books that came out uh, during the early to mid-Clinton period about gridlock. And gridlock is often decried uh, frequently. And of course, what we're talking about is divided government. The system is designed as a way of trying to get an enhanced consensus from the American people for political changes. If you believe that strongly that it's obvious that we should have a large health care bill, and these kinds of frustrations are going to be described as anachronistic or against the public interest. But the design and underlying ideas of the Constitution is that if you're going to do things through law, and they're especially controversial, you want more than just simple majoritarianism. I think that is the one thing that's probably least understood generally about the American system of government. It's not a simple majoritarian system. It's an attempt to get something more than majoritarian uh, uh, support on important issues. And we saw that also on the other side of the aisle when there was concern about uh, not getting judges through, that there was minority, too much minority power and so on. But I think in a system, a society as diverse as the United States, uh, it's entirely appropriate. It's a strength of the system that you have to go further and get a larger consensus uh, to do things. Otherwise, uh, as Madison feared in Federalist 10, the system could be brought into disrepute or even danger of being destroyed by one small group taking power and uh, doing things against the permanent interest of a minority, as he said. John Samples is director of the Cato Institute Center for Representative Government. His new book is The Struggle to Limit Government, available soon at cato.org.